You're now inside the creative zone with your hosts, Rob and Logan. Hey guys, my name is Rob. And I'm Logan. And this is the Creative Zone. Uh, Welcome to our premiere episode. Um, on the show, we're going to be discussing filmmaking and more, I don't want to say specifically, but more in general, the filmmaking industry, I would say. Yeah. The like various aspects of the filmmaking industry. Filmmaking industry, our thoughts on uh, how things are going, where we feel like we fit, where you know, where our aims and goals, what we're looking for, people we want to work with, Absolutely. you know, influenced us, a myriad of topics, but a Generally, at least start possibly you know, starting in with the filmmaking industry. Absolutely, and absolutely. What happens in between? Well, that's the fun of it, isn't it? And project mostly projects we're working on as well. We're going to try to have a couple like guests from writers to directors to actors and like various people we're working with to get their perspectives on the various projects and how they became a part of the film industry. And once we really get going, then we'll start to get you know engage with you guys you know, absolutely yeah uh get questions and you know read comments and things like that from you our audience absolutely so should we get into my hero right now or like just let the people know a bit about us oh we can just get started <laughs> okay all right all right so our very first project is well our very first project under our new collective rkp collective you're gonna see the logo if you're watching the visual version. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the, with this project, My Hero, I don't want to give away a lot of it, but I mean, Logan is the writer and director of this project. I'm producing it. And Claude Springer is also a part of it. Yeah. We have a pretty big team. Michael, shout out to Michael. Yeah, shout out to Michael, shout out to our future actors next. Absolutely, absolutely. And our team that we've got built up and those will add to it when we're talking to you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so would you want to tell the people a bit about what inspired you to like write My Hero? What, well, like what inspired you to want to tell this story? It's well, a very unique story, trust me. Okay, well My Hero, at its, not even at its core, My Hero is a nice little love story. But I was, the story behind how I came up with it was I was sitting in a um, bar, restaurant uh, during a networking party slash celebration that was going on and I was talking to a young actress and we were just you know shooting the breeze yeah and a actor that we knew was sitting across from us at the bar and now this actor who <laughs> may be involved uh you know in, in my hero to play he's inspired something so I wanted you know try to bring him in if he can uh, if he's available but awesome. he's a character <laughs> he is that type of person where it's like you remember him once you've met him and gotcha. talked to him and he so we were talking about okay you know he, he's a good dude in his own way and but if I were working with him I would do this with him and I feel like I know his range so this is where I would sit him she agreed with me yeah. but also thought you know gave her thoughts on, on that subject and it was like yeah so as I go home from this event, I'm thinking, you know, and the ambiance of the restaurant was such that it was like, yeah, this, this is a nice little spot. And, you you know, when, you, when you're talking to someone who you, you vibe with, yeah, you know, it, all, all sorts of things start to go through your mind. So 
three people, you know, there's a triangle right there. You know, we're talking about one guy. We're our focus is on one guy, but we're also talking to each other. He doesn't know we're talking. You know, we said hi to him a couple times. It wasn't like we were egging him and just talking bad about the brother. Yeah. So put all that together and in a nice 15 minute walk home from the venue. Uh, it wasn't far from my house that it was just like, yeah. So when I got in the house and this was about 11, 12 o'clock at night and my computer's sitting there looking at me and I'm looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, yeah, we're, we're about to have some words here. And uh-huh. about four hours later, wow, I had knocked out about eight pages and I only had to do about three and a half rewrites, you know, three drafts of yeah. it. And that was a couple of years ago. But I had shown it to the person I, you know, the young woman I was uh, working, who I had the conversation with, and she liked it, and it was like, you know, so it was like, I was going to put her in it, kind of be a vehicle for people. But, you know, life happens, work happens. Absolutely. And, you know, I wanted to have made it when I was fresh, and it's still fresh, but when I'm saying when, you know, just after you write something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but like things, you know, things I think developed actually probably the way they needed to because, uh, you know, a little bit more cutting of my tape. Now, I have been in the industry for quite some time since, say, I've been back in New York since 2014, kind of hit the ground running, trying to do uh, freelance, you know, TV movie editing mm-hmm. and, and working, you know, uh, on film sets locally. So I've got the experience, and you know I did go to school for media production, and I won't be on that. One. I did go to school. For, I did go to school. I did get some training. You know, I, you know, it, 2009 was you know YouTube was still fairly fresh, so you weren't getting a lot of people going. You know, well, you don't need film school, but you do. But you don't feel school great for networking. With me, it was well, all the people I went to school with were back in the Midwest, but I'm out here, and I do still know people who. I grew up with who were like, yeah, this is, you know, they were writers, creatives, artists, welders, people who, you know, uh, illustrators who I still know, and we all told good stories. And so those are people first thing, you know, hit the ground with, and I met a couple of other groups via meetup that, you know, it's like, oh, you know, try to ingrain, open up my circle and ingrain myself into the local uh, actor film industry actor community film industry producers and started meeting people and that's how we met i was just gonna say that's how we (laughs) met we met um on this project well it was supposed to be a tv series like a web series it's called final ransom Mm -hmm. and um yeah that's how we met yeah that was that was our first project correct yeah and i brought uh in uh my uh best friend and longtime confidant uh, Claude Springer who yep. you know, shout, out Claude. Claude, yeah. shout out to Claude shout out to Claude his face he's, may appear on here one, one not May he's the, definitely going to appear on this show when I say May and, and he, you know, he's like I like to be behind the camera oh, okay. but so we all um, exactly yeah you know brought him in on that and we did post production and the sound uh, design and production on that for first episode and yeah. but working with Rob and it's like hey you know we the three of us just knew that we could we thought similar absolutely and then we ended up working on two other projects yeah, um brought, brought us in on those yeah we're gonna talk about the last one maybe for a different episode <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll kick that down the road <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> that last one is the reason why we're now a collective <laughs> yeah, that last one got us to here so it wasn't exactly. bad. bad yeah it wasn't bad it was 
It was a great learning experience it for was, me. Yes, it was it, like for, for yeah, the whole of us. Yeah, let's just form our own collective yeah, yeah. and do our own projects. Yeah, you know, we were kind of, you know, we have our own shingles up. But, yeah. you know, yeah, we let's take care of each other. Let's, we work, this is our fourth project together. Yeah. So let's do us. Let's, Correct. let's, yeah. you know, we'll work with everybody, but we, we, we share these ideas. We understand. Absolutely. You know, it's like, hey, I've got a script. You do? Let me see it. Boom. You know what? I like that. It's simple, and we can get it done. It's like, yeah. That's literally how it happened, guys. <laughs> it's like, hey. I asked him, hey, you have anything you're working on? And like, then he I told literally me. went to the, you know, I was like, let me. Yeah. Let me. It was actually, you sent me a couple scripts. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this one we can we can do, like, relatively easy. Yeah. Yeah. There's like, oh, most of them are pretty great. Well, I would say all of them are pretty great. But this one is on, yeah, we can knock this out in like two to three days. Yeah. And it would be great to be the first project of our new collective. Mm-hmm. You know? And it, you know, but but things come becoming the way, you know, things developing the way they did. Yeah. Allowed, allowed at least allowed me to have to not relearn, but put practical use to the knowledge that I had already. And I started to discover some things that it's like, wow, okay, I want to do it semi-traditional, but independent, but, you know, this is all that goes into doing it and understanding it intrinsically, but then when you get to the practical side of it, it's like, okay, yeah, I I just see, you know, yeah, this takes a lot of work, and I have respect for those who, this is their daily bread and butter, and, you know, I wasn't under any illusions that it would be easy. But I am under the understanding of, you know, the better we get at it, the easier it'll get because this getting off the ground is definitely tough. That is true. I completely agree. I mean, the average person look at filmmaking as this glamorous industry, Mm -hmm. but the reality is it's far from that. It's like you have five to six major studios that control most of the capital even say hedge fund or private Mm -hmm. investors they invest money into those guys so then you have the independents like us where it's just it's it's incredibly hard so when we actually get a project out we're we 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 have no choice but to be incredibly proud Mm -hmm. even if the the, um the response is not appealing or celebrating Braiding us, it's yeah. just like holy shit. We actually made this possible. Yeah, we did this exactly. We did this and, exactly. You know, people can either say they like it or they don't. You know, I'm not even thinking about whether anyone likes it. When my hero gets cut and is a finished cut, and I can just put my hands up, going, "It's done here." Exactly. I will hand it off and fly, be free. Where you know, take it to the uh, festivals exactly. and get at me when you're done. But even even. Before you take it to the festivals, you should you should still be proud. Oh, I mean, oh I'm gonna be happier. I was than, like, hey, you know, we literally did this because now, work. yeah, because no, no, now we're in the pre-production phase and it's not easy, but we're getting to it. We're putting together yeah. a team, and after this, we're gonna do casting, and then we're gonna have a table read, and then we're gonna start shooting. That's hard work, guys. Mm-hmm. So when we actually get from this art actual being on set that's cool yeah we take a bunch of pictures and look at us we're on set yeah but the pre-production phase for me is the most difficult because that's when you're actually putting everything together yeah i mean production is eh, cool you know hey everybody show up on these days exactly shoot from this time to this time and boom you know that happens and you know if, if somebody doesn't show up then we scramble but 
you know, we control the environment as much as possible on shoot the day that primary shooting is going to happen. Mm-hmm. But the pre-production is okay. Who do we want to star in this? Yeah. Who, uh, or who, who can we get? Yeah. Who can we? Who do we want versus who can we get? Yeah. Yeah. What are we looking for? Exactly. Uh, what kind of team do we want? You know, yes. behind the camera. Exactly. You know, so do we? You know, I used to do. You know, I'm used to doing all the sound, but I'm going to be in the director's chair. So Correct. it's like, okay, now we find a sound person. Shout out to Mike. Michael. <laughs> yep. <laughs> who, who do, do I get along with him because I know his job? Yes. And, you know, all I need to do is, can I just tell him a few different things? And I'll, you know, tell him, uh, give him a few instructions and I will get what I expect. And Absolutely. because I come from that background, you know, that's when you're a little more critical of it. And I'm also going to be handing off the primary editing duties to uh, our third partner, Claude. But it's he's, he's also going to be our similar cinematographer yeah so it's already have a language with him and rob has a language with him yeah so absolutely. that i don't have to say much to know that i'm going to get what i want and it's already been discussed Understand. but then it's okay do we need lights do we need a lighting person do we need a gaffer and best boy all script supervisor suit, yes. which we where we have we have we, we literally just locked in that person nice okay yep. you know and you know and then it's okay so this having I have directed little things before you know but this is one of those things where it's now I'm in that I want to try to do it as professionally as possible correct and this is your piece you've written it so you yeah. know this piece a bit more intimately and I, and I know what I'm looking for what I exactly. want to see on the screen yeah. and I know where I can as they say well the, the saying is kill your babies but you know <laughs> That's that's the saying. I don't like to use that saying. I like to let go of your babies, you know, as in like let them out to the world. Yeah. Of it's I see it in my head a certain way. I was yep. But I have my leadership team, which is Rob and Claude, to be able to go. It's good. It's good. You know. But you know, I'm I'm you know I'm being the director. I wrote it. In the I was play. just gonna say you're so close to the project, yeah. which is one of the reasons why you don't want to be the primary editor for the piece. Yeah, you know, if I either set it up or I put finishing touches on it, boom. But you know, or I'm you know I will be working on multiple things for it, but I've handed it off, and then I can just you know like okay, I can get some sleep. While exactly. <laughs> someone else is sweating over getting that cut, and it's like okay, we're on. How's it looking? No. Yes. Oh, can you do this? Can you do that? Yeah. I get to ask those questions that I, you know for a long time. I get asked, and it's like, go away. Let me work, and I'll get it to you. Yeah. Now it's I have to be able to let out a sigh and walk away. Exactly. And, and then get you know message. It's ready. Okay, let me see what you got. And then when a first cut is ready, you could come back and get a like a different perspective on yeah, it like, huh, like okay hey. i didn't i never i didn't see it that way i didn't see how you you know i yeah. didn't see what you saw yeah i didn't good. think it would look exactly that way. yeah but you know what that is fantastic absolutely but it's already gotten to that point there are points of because setting out the uh storyboard and shot list it's been a thing of yeah i like that exactly or you know hey this is what i got from your script and it used to be me saying that now yeah, it's somebody yeah. telling me that there's a part of my brain going, what? <laughs> this is this, different. This, this, is a... is, this is what you heard from, okay, cool. Uh, but doing, doing that has been fun. 
it's been an eye-opening experience and every time I'm out here in you know the big NYC and I see production trucks down street yep. or, or street you know uh, Klieg lights pointing in somebody's window it's like yeah, that's me. Yep. Yeah, we'll be there. We'll Definitely. Be there sooner Definitely. rather than later. You know, it's from that. You know, when you're a kid, you you know, say you you know, you watching you know, you watching Michael Jordan on on TV. And kids going, yeah, you know, one day, Mike. Exactly. It was more of like, yeah, okay. You know, it's fun. I enjoy what I'm doing. Maybe I'll work hard. I can get there. Yeah, I can be like Spike. To now, it's hey, I've seen Spike in person. It's not. He's a great guy, you know, big influence. Yeah. But I staying staying realistic is not a thing of I feel like it's impossible that I've seen some of his stuff up on the big screen. Yeah. Going, I don't I can never get to that. How does he get there? I read all his books, I read I've seen him's interviews, you know, yeah. watched his master class, but I still don't feel like I can do it now. It's a Yeah, I can do it. I'm not afraid. I'm not it's not as intimidating. I've got the skill, I got the squad. Let's get out there. Absolutely. Hopefully everybody likes what we're going to do. Now, I have a question. Um, would you want a career more like Spike or, I'm drawing a blank in his name, but he directed um, Black Panther. Oh, Ryan Cougar? Yes, Ryan Cougar. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Ryan Yes. Um, Fruitvale Station as well. Oh, yeah. Fruitvale Station, Creed. Yeah. I could, if I could have... Because Ryan Coogler has a more commercial... Yeah, he got big and got commercial. Yeah. And Spike got started independent. So did, so did Ryan. They both came about Correct. sort of the same yeah. way. So I would like to have kind of a, an amalgamation of that. Of where yeah. it's, you know... Basically, Spike is commercial too. He can get stuff made... And hey, I was I was happy as anybody when he finally got an Oscar. You know, it was only for uh, you know best screenplay. Correct. But I was like, yeah, I've yeah. always been a writer, and if I'm if I'm getting a, my you know first and only Oscar, or, yeah. you know, I hope he gets more. But if you know, but he's been in the game. <laughs> yeah, you said first and only. <laughs> you know, it, 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 hey, Spike's been out there since you know the '80s. That's true. And he's yeah. Just getting his due with a best screenplay Oscar for Black Klansman. Fun fact, I think. Um, Ang Lee was a PA on one of his sets. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and what is it? Um, actually, he's gotten two. He got a lifetime, I think, from the Oscar about a year, two years ago. You know, oh, before he got. I mean, there. that doesn't really. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and you know, he helped people and knew people, and like when he was cutting, I saw in you know those master classes. Um, yeah. not, 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 not plugging them they are good if you can get your hands on them I'm not plugging they're a useful uh, item to be able to watch like but I, I look you know I, I specifically looked for Spike Lee's I watched his I watched Sam Jackson's those were great I did watch the Ron Howard one. yeah I was just gonna say you uh, did or you didn't I did I oh did. me too I, I watched yeah, yeah. Ron Howard I, uh, Dustin Hoffman um, did I, yeah I watched the uh, um uh, Kevin Spacey, I watched his. I watched the Martin Scorsese. Uh, they were they were good. Um, but um, now I can't remember the lady's name. She's Indian. Oh, um, you know the independent talking. filmmaker. Yeah, um, I watched that one. Yeah, but watching hers, she was saying that um, her and Spike were working in the same post editing oh, wow. edit bays of like you know the, you know they rented out the space to to do the edit. Yeah. And either they were like in the same room, and he was on the one side of the room, she was on the other. 
or you know he was in one room right across from hers and they were trying to you know he's editing she's got to have it and she's editing um her first independent feature and you know so they know each other and because of that that's how when she did mississippi masala because she knew Spike and everything that she was able to get Denzel on that piece. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and it's like, you know, the people you know, you know, so like somebody who's a PA for us and all of a sudden becomes a big... Exactly. Big, you know, while yep. we're still getting our due, yep. you know, that we've got some features out there and they're, you know, I'd be proud, like, yeah, like, help them get it start, you know, and they call us in on, you know. Yeah. They're doing their feature, we produced it, you know, exactly. that kind of thing. Yep. So, yeah, making those kinds of connections. So, yeah, they, you know, they, Ryan Coogler and, and Spike Lee are cut from the same cloth, and they've gone in similar directions. Ryan just hit faster, and so you know, getting, yep. getting it hitting that fast would be a, a joy. Exactly. I think he, yeah, I think he's like thirty one or thirty two. Yeah, thirty one, yeah. thirty two. He's he did his you know like you know he had he did you know he uh, went to USC. I don't remember. He went to one uh, you know school in California. Yeah. He did USC or San Diego. Uh, and so, you know, he did his stuff in um, yeah. film school. He got his shorts. But then from Bell Station, yep. got a whole bunch of Oscar love to um, Creed. Creed. With, you know, Fruitvale Station got him Creed. Creed got him Black, Black Panther, Panther. And it just, you know, three, yeah. you know, three, you know, three movies. Yeah. You know, one, basically one feature. And he's literally his exactly. Yeah. That's, you know. Yep. Yep. The, the, you know, can't, he's, not, you know, he's not a flash in the pan. But that's one of those hey, you know, I'd love to be able to do that, but if I got to go Spike route of the long haul, Spike's got a great body of work. True. And he, he, well, he hasn't done a lot of commercial, well, we're saying commercial stuff. I'm talking stuff like Inside Man. You know, he did, he's done, you know, he, he did Inside Man. Uh, Would you say Malcolm X is like a commercial film? Well, that one, was that uh, the stories I've heard and stuff I've seen about Malcolm X was like some very interesting Hollywood stuff. Uh, but, huh. you know, he got, he had a studio behind him, but then to finish it and post, you know, yeah. you know, he was trying to finish it in post and that wasn't budgeted for properly. Not it wasn't budgeted for properly, but, you know, you run out of money. Yeah. And so getting, uh, you know, the early 90s, getting all that black star power to start uh, helping, you know, pitching in to get it finished, and that's when, the, you know, according to Spike, if you watch the uh, masterclass, he goes the very next day. I'm not gonna name names the way he, you know the way Spike said, but the very next day that Magic and Mike came out, uh, you know, that they were giving money. The next day, the studio called me, and that's like, you know, it's like, that's a you great know, Spike impression, by the way. Man, yeah, from you know the neighborhood, yeah. not far from me, too, you know. And it was, it was, but you know, that's that the studio threw in the money. He was able to get it finished. Nice. Um, and I could, I wouldn't mind that happening, but you know, and I've got some big ideas for stories of Bingo. that, yes. you know, that I want us to get out there where it's my style of storytelling is that, you know, I'm a, I'm a use whatever invective you want, nerd, geek. I've watched all sorts of movies growing yeah. up. I like all sorts of genres. And you get, you know, so I've always wanted to tell, you know, hey, sci-fi. I love sci-fi. I want to, you know, tell those kind of stories. You know, at one point it was, you know, yeah, I could, act, I could see myself in that. But really, for what I'm watching, can I really, I'm not seeing me up there. Exactly. We're not represented. Yeah, we're yeah. not up there or, you know, in the back. Oh, look, there's one where I get happy. I see, oh, there's, 
happened back there? I could tell you, you know, big productions where I saw one, two, you know, it's like, yeah, I remember that because of the one person, non-white person in that piece who yeah. either had some lines or, you know, we're in a scene that everybody finds memorable. And I'm looking at the brother in the back or, or the sister. Or, like, last night I watched Ad Astra and it was okay. But I, okay, I didn't like it. I Damn. Was, it was not okay. It was, it, was, it was well done. It was, like, it gave me ideas. Like, wow, that, it looked good. Yeah. I like, like all of these big productions, it looked good. So I liked it on, you know, a technical level from, you know, how they presented space and, and things like that. But from a story standpoint, from what I saw on the screen, I wasn't really happy. But I had that jaundiced eye of who's on screen. I understood the story. I understood what they were trying to get. And for how they ended it, okay. They completed the protagonist story arc. Yeah. Saying this without giving any spoilers for those who haven't seen it. Um, they completed his story arc, but I have that problem sometimes of being in the industry, being a writer, being a director, you know, us being on this side of it. Yeah. I can kind of tell where things are going to go. And it's like, okay, yeah, you're trying to throw your twist in there. That's cool. I'm discovering your the world you've put it in. So while you're, you know, the audience supposed to be following the protagonist through this world. They seem to lean hard on the devices, the storytelling devices that they're using to establish their world building, to establish what kind of a world we find ourselves in, a future okay. that we find ourselves in, that, okay, how did they get to that? You would have, you know, they're using, it's a near future, you know, that five minutes in the future, I love, but it's... The after-earth future? You know, not even, no, it was, it was supposed to be closer than that, so it was like, you know, they didn't put a date on it, they just put, uh, you know... In the near future? In the near, literally, they put that on the, uh, oh, wow. the, the moment the screen, you know, after the uh, studio logos go up. Yeah, really, they, I hate that. They then, you know, they, you know... If everybody's supposed to learn that you know don't do narration, but then you see narration in everything, or they're reading and don't do this show not tell, but what do they do? They stick narration up there, and that's usually knowing what we know. I know where where and why that comes out. Is somebody's going, yeah, this front, the beginning of it's a little. We don't have anything, but we want to get right into stuff. So yeah, let's just put up a slate, get everybody in that that's the exposition, get it out the way early. And it's what you can stand. And I understand it. So I wasn't. That wasn't what what did it for me. But it was like it was funny. What I saw, who I saw, what happened to those that I saw. Oh wow! And it was like nope. okay, you could if you want to do. A, there was a body count in this movie. Yikes! And it felt like the body count was biased. It just, I was happy that our people were in it. Uh-oh. But why did it seem like, you know, outside of the very beginning where the body count first acts of, you know, a, an accident in space happens. You know, something happens, the inciting incident, and it gets us going. So, you know, people are falling and things oh, wow. are happening. And, you know, so people are dying. You know, you see that people are getting hurt or dying, but our protagonist survives. Okay. Yeah. 
Then he has to go to, say, at, at the end of the first act, beginning of the second act, he has to you know, move forward. Yeah. He's moving forward, and another action set piece happens. And people die. <laughs> the people that, you know, there are people on his side that die, but sort of in the background, you don't get to see them specifically of who they are. Okay. Granted, they could be anybody. Yeah. But a person is introduced who is that I can identify with. Okay. Kind of be <laughs> yeah, definitely I, see it. That you and I would be able to identify with, and you know, I'm not jumping in I'm at home, but I'm not jumping up down going, "Yay!" It's more of, okay, cool, interesting character. We've got a character in here. We're moving forward. It's like two and a half hour movie. Or it might not have been. That, it, so it was cut well where we pacing that. I didn't notice how long it was. Oh, wow. I can't even remember that whether it was long. It didn't feel, you know, so if I'm not complaining, I was like, man, I was in there falling asleep. Uh, but, you know, so you have your character introduced. He's a, assisting the protagonist. But he doesn't make it. Ooh. Spoiler alert. It was, yeah, okay. There's, I try to say I'm trying to be unspoilery, but you know, <laughs> but to, to, to where is he going with this? Are folks may be asking. So it's, yeah, the character doesn't make it. Okay, but then the protagonist moves forward. He gets to his next destination, which is you know Act Three. Yeah. Uh, so or... the the going from the you know somewhere basically this will be middle Act Two. Okay. So the first half, you get your first half of Act Two. You know, yeah. you've got you know each act is its own self story. Um, so he gets to the next point in his act destination. It's the middle of Act Two, and he gets an obstacle put in his way, and then he has to get past that obstacle. He does. He gets assistance from a person like okay who is an interesting character and is connected to our protagonist and she it's a female it's a woman and she tells him so and it's like okay fine you know interesting character you know see they they did it well enough where i could like you know wow i could wouldn't mind seeing her story but you know they gave she gives enough exposition to develop her character to, to tell what you know where she fits why she's there to help him move forward gotcha. in his journey Okay, so your middle of Act Two, halfway point incident happens, mm-hmm. and our hero has to come overcome you know that second one to about second or third obstacle to get further where he gets into Act Three. Gotcha. And that incident, you know, and another our third action set piece happens. Now, people. I should know it's the fourth action set piece because um, there was a minor one um, between where the character that I told you doesn't make it, helping him get to his next stage yeah. in the journey. I mean, for the record, I based on the posters, yeah. I literally thought this was something like The Martian. Apparently, it is no, nothing no, like The Martian. No. It's, 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 not for nothing, I got to give it credit that I finally had allowed myself to watch The Martian uh, about a week or two ago. Better? Would you say it's a better movie? It's Yeah, actually, uh, I, I was yeah. avoiding The Martian because it felt like another, this guy, our 
definitely our hero. <laughs> Here, but the Martian actually was a lot better than what I thought it would be. Yeah, and I was pleasantly surprised as well. Yeah, it was a lot better, and so then I find myself liking it. And you saw who was in that, and you saw how things went, and I liked where we stood in that. You know, Don. You know, you've seen the Martian, like Donald Glover and Fortunato. Man, I loved, I loved them. And you know, it was good. It was like okay, you know, they got us on the ground. We're not in space, but. They are, you know, important to what yeah. happens. Small so, yeah. but critical roles. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, uh, you know, Isaac Fuchwato, he was, uh, uh, you know, he was the, the director, you know, he was like, you know, the director of the Mars mission. So he was in charge of something. People had to answer to him. And, you know, our person who comes up with the final solution of like, hey, this, this is how we save everybody, how we get things solved. You know, Donald Glover is super genius. Yeah, know? exactly. <laughs> I can live with that. I can live with that. And then, you know, when they show that, you know, what happens to everyone after the, Mar- you know, uh, uh, Matt Damon's character gets back to Earth, uh, it's, you know, okay, yeah, showing that it's realistic, you know, people of all the, you know, United States and the world are, you know, a global conglomerate of people going into space and doing what we're doing. Yeah. So, but with this, it was the same thing. It was, a, they, be- you know, based it. <laughs> Why, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, for telling us what a conglomerate is. I, I guess. <laughs> Smartphones. Well, a, lot, a little smarter than what you want them to be. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, I like I liked the Martian a lot better. And, you know, Donald Glover, he came up with the solution of how to rescue everybody. And then they show you where everybody's at. The Martian, I mean, um, Ad Astra was similar. It was grounded in a you know, similar vibe of real, you know, I hate to use the word, and that's got to be bad of the times we're in, but diversity. <laughs> Why do you hate to use diversity? Because... Use the word diversity. The way it's used uh, is a lot of times this name was of like, oh, we've got to show diversity. Oh, you know, well, it's a diverse one person who's not white. That's, gotcha. diverse. that's not diverse. That's not what the word means. Diverse is, you know, a mixture of it's, you know, two white people, three Asian people, two black people, people. Uh, four Hispanic. You know, that's diversity. Exactly. Not, oh, not five got, white guys and one black guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it was so diverse. It was, it was so diverse. Yeah. Like, no. So then when they say it, so they, and then there are people who use it as a pejorative, you know, oh, diversity or forcing it. Yeah. If you think that, then you're a part of problem <laughs> that's how I feel at me I guess you know um, but I don't like to use it because it's if it's natural then you know it's just people living out their lives in the story world exactly and you feel like oh I am watching people yes and yeah. I've seen things that have done that well like uh, on Amazon I guess the plug another show but I'm just telling these things that I like there's a show called Modern Love now, there, if anyone, you know, they're haters of that show, they could go diversity, but it wasn't forced. There were, it was people in New York. It was based in New York, yeah. based on a New York Times column that was ongoing and I think may still be ongoing. And it, I liked it. And I was like, yes, that's the way I want to present things. That's the, it was people living their lives. They happen to look like this. They happen to be that. You're not concerned with it's oh this is a black person a white person yeah. it's 
you know, here's a woman coming up. She's one story is you know she's got bi- she's got bipolarism, yeah. but she hasn't admitted to herself. She hasn't been told this is what is wrong with her. But she finds herself in a supermarket. She's having one of what she would call a good day. Yeah, and she walks up and is attracted to a young gentleman, and from across the the you know across the aisles. And while everything behind her is, you know, they're presenting how she feels about a good day is like a music, sorry, a musical is going on behind her. Yeah. Of everybody. It was, it was interesting because it was Anne Hathaway and, you know, and she sees a little, she's Anne Hathaway and she sees a brother in the aisle across the way and in the fruit, in the fruit aisle and they have a uh, simple conversation and by the time they're done, they go have coffee and they've got a date established. It wasn't, ooh, there's that big, juicy, dark piece of meat. It was, oh, he's an attractive man. Plain and simple. He's an attractive man. He smiled at her. She smiled at him. And, you know, it felt natural. And there were other, you know, it was a serialized, there's like eight, there's eight episodes to the series. And, you know, they're probably having the second season. And it was just a person, meeting a person. And... They have, you know, relationships ensue, they break up, they come back together, or, you know, they learn from their experience, and here we are. Yeah. And the fact that, I mean, what helped it was it was based in New York, but because of that, it felt natural, but just the way it was presented, of people meeting people and talking about, you know, stories about love. Wow. You know, I liked what I saw. I was aware of what I was seeing, but it wasn't, you know, it's diverse and they're smacking me over the head. It was, exactly. New yeah. York. Human beings interacting, playing, and that's the kind of stories I want to tell. Now that you, you know, you can tell someone's directing style, so you will see, you know, after the third, fourth one, you might see a pattern. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's not because you know I'm trying to make a point, but I'm not trying to hit you over the head with it. It's just you know why not? In a certain like, if I tell a sci-fi story, yet. You know, somebody, oh, well, you know, my protagonist will look like me or might not look like me, but, you know, it's, you know, self insert, yes, but it'll be somebody who's identifiable. It's not, you know, I am super black man. No, it's, I am here in this situation. We've solved, we got a problem to solve, and let us get this problem solved. You know, we're saving the world, we're saving the earth, we're just saving each other, and that's how it is. It's a love story. Two people, they in you know they fall in love, they meet, they fall in love, they you know something happens and they move on. I remember speaking of sci-fi, um, people got well, some people got upset over the Black Stormtrooper. Mm-hmm. I was like, you guys are upset over that, but not aliens. Like it's literally a sci-fi movie where you have people looking green, green, purple, orange, purple, but you have a issue with a black guy. So it's just exactly, like, and that's that exactly that's it's. It. Wait, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and then so you can't, you know, you you can't, you are free exactly. to be upset. Ah, true, about true, true. What you see that I present, but don't come at me that you're upset about it because it's like I, you know, if your favorite sci-fi has aliens with tentacles coming out of their faces and they're purple and green and have wings and exactly and all sorts of things like that. And there's a non-person, you know, 
not a perfect, you know, there's a non-white person, and white is not the default. White, and, and as far as I grew up, white was a color too, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that, you know, you know, you've got blue-faced aliens. Exactly, yeah. But if a brown person walks through the frame, like, all of a like whoa! They flip, what is this? They flip the table over. Going, exactly. I'm I'm like, leaving, I want my money. Back. Yeah, this is not realistic. I was like, huh? Excuse this me. is not realistic. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that's literally what people on Reddit were like. This is not realistic. It's like you're forcing diversity on me. It's like, and see, so then my Reddit uh, said use it at work because it's like that's like you're using it to, as a cudgel and uh, you know it's, it's hey I have issue with like social justice because oh you're a social justice warrior you're complaining about it that to me makes you one as well. You feel there's a problem. You want, you know, you feel there's a problem. You want a solution where you come out better. That's justice. It's a problem in society that you see that you want to come out on the better end of that. That's social justice. You're saying that these people are infringing on your rights and you're fighting for your belief in that you want to be on the the right side of whatever this problem is that you and people like your group comes out better on the end of that social justice warrior so we all are don't throw it at me like oh you're a social justice warrior like that's a bad thing so are you buddy you're saying that because i'm out there saying that people who look like me should be able to walk down the street not worry about not making it home at night it's well people usually say that is because you're a Agenda conflicts with theirs. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So it's you know you're 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 you know you're yelling about your agenda. I'm yelling about my agenda. Exactly. And you're complaining that because I'm yelling about my agenda, I'm the one who's in the wrong. Exactly. Or that I need this label. I'm the snowflake. I'm the social justice warrior. But so are you. You're complaining by what you define as using your own definition as oh you know somebody you know oh you feel like your feelings are getting hurt. You're a snowflake. Aren't you complaining about your feelings? So That's my that. point exactly. And, you know, yeah. So it was like, yeah, you know, we've now gotten on politics, but you know, <laughs> but it, it, to me, it's all related. And so yeah. they, you know, these are the kind of stories I'm going to tell. These are the kind of stories that, as our group, is going to look at more favorably of putting out than others. Um, things that we can relate to, that we can get behind, that we, you know, we're believing in our project. Yeah. And that, so when I see something that makes me go. Yeah, um, really? Is that how? Like I said, going back to Ed Astra, it was just like, um, you know, there's an action set piece and a person dies, and it's like, it feels like they died the most horrific way that they could, that you could, and it happened to be the non-white person. Yikes. But it happens three times to me. Yeah, I gotta, yeah, if you see it, you know, acquire it to watch it, if I'm wrong, you can, we can talk about it on the next show. You can tell me if I was wrong or not. Okay. But like I said, the the you know the first one that has any lines, he doesn't die pleasantly. <laughs> the second person who appeared to be a person of color, you know, uh, yeah, I know, you know a not a you know a non-white person who's in the story who is a factor gotcha. in the way the story progresses or yeah. affects the protagonist dies not in a very good way damn um yes this organic story but it's like wow and then the um the third the third person who dies in a not so good way is another non-white person and you know yes in that last major set piece the 
crew was like, okay, three non-white people, the protagonist who, like, you know, um, man, yeah, um, Brad Pitt. Okay. You know, um, come on, everybody can see it, the posters out there, you know, <laughs> in it. Um, Brad Pitt lives through everything. Of course. It's his story. So, and, you know, yeah, you know, his arc is, he is one way at the beginning of the movie, and at the end of the movie, he voices that he is now the opposite of that. Okay, that's his story arc. That's his growth. Yay. It feels, you know, it's, not real. It's, 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 it's this of, you know, I prefer to look to my left at the beginning of the story. And I only want to look to my left at the end of the story. I am open and I am a different person because now I look to my right. And I'm happy to look to my right. Doesn't sound like a lot of character development there. He deals with his issue. They show him dealing with the things that were supposed to be holding him back, but at the end of the day, it's still like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> you lived through all the things you were going in the society that they present. Yeah. This future Earth America that you're presenting. You know, we made great strides. We're out there in space. We've got a base on Mars, base on the moon. Yeah, that's just as me, you know, yeah. being a dreamer. And, you know, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a scientist and, and an astronaut. Yeah, of course. You know, and through, uh, the only reason why I didn't, because of not knowing, you know, coming up in the 90s, Dr. Tyson wasn't as big of a name as he is now. That Had is... he been, life might have been a little different. Oh, wow. Being able to That's see, so true. You know, be, you know, we having athletes and entertainers as something to aspire to. And, you know, a few politicians, but you had to really be into that or, you know, Oh yeah, for those who are not aware, Michael Eric Dyson is who you're talking about. Because oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. he said Dr. Dyson's like, huh? Yeah, Michael Eric Dyson, Dyson and yes. Neil deGrasse Tyson, those brothers, you know, their names, household, you know, or at least the, more than the average, you know, more than the person who looks for that kind of a thing is a higher probability those kind of people are known. Now, yes. Right? But back in the 90s, you know, we had a few, but they were people who were carryovers from the 60, 50s, 60s, and 70s. Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton, as leaders who were not in entertainment, who were not in sports, which uh, is in itself itself still entertainment. Gotcha. You know, you know, like I said, I can look up the Spike and John Singleton and guys rest like that. Yeah, you know, rest in peace, John Singleton. Uh, those are guys of, yeah, I like to tell stories. These are things that I read, I'm reading, you know, before the internet was super big. Yeah. And being a kid, you know, I had books but I did get out and play sports and I had friends you know I was a normal kid in New York City who liked many different things but what am I going to be able to aspire to realistically yeah. yes I'm smart and I'm doing you know doing great school and everything and I'm going to go to college because that's what I want to do but that's also what my parents ex- you know what's expected of me and to be a good person in society yeah but you know it feels like yeah this is right for me and you know but there was that thing of, you know, when you start to be the smartest kid in class, some of your peers are going to make you feel bad about that. And, you know, I dealt with that, too. And so it, a lot you know, I lean more heavily at times when I'm maybe, you know, like, okay, playing sports is good, you know, physically fit and everything. And I'm good and I'm tall, you know, they're going to, you know, I should and I, you know, enjoy seeing, you know, football and basketball and baseball and to pick them up. And I'm kind of good at doing that. To be able to go and use my brain 
as that's what's going to get me. Was more fulfilling to you. Well, one, it was more fulfilling to me, but two, also, you know, that it was what I could aspire, what I could expect to aspire to do of like, you know, 90, you know, there's 10 kids on the block, nine of them want to end up playing Got sports. Oh, yeah. Or eight of them want to play sports, me and one other kid think of, hmm, maybe I'll do this. Instead. Exactly. But let's play sports anyway, you know, while we're, you know, yeah, we can go, you know, hey, let's go play basketball. There's 10 kids playing basketball, you know, but, you know, eight of them want to play it professionally and me and one other kid are like, if it happens, but I can do other things, you know, I'm, I'm happy with the way the world is, you know, so that's what I'm saying. Had I, had I known a little bit more about such brothers coming up, I might have focused a little more left than right, but I'm, I'm glad it Prize me, I can point to those kinds of guys. I can exactly. point to Barack Obama and go, yeah, you, my progeny, we can be this. Exactly. And my contribution to that is showing those images, the things that I grew up with where it's like, I got to do self-insert. I don't look like Luke Skywalker, but I enjoy his journey. Yes. But putting, you know, someone like me, someone like the people I associate with, the next Luke Skywalker, as it were, you know, the hero that they can see, or, you know, the person who gives them the orders looks like us. Exactly. Like Will Smith in I Am Legend. Mm hmm. Where, you know, he, yeah, that, that was, people can say what they want to say about the movie, but that movie did financially well and, you know, it told its story. And, you know, that was the, he, he was the hero. Absolutely. There was no, no doubt about that. And, you know, it's it's actually pretty unfortunate that we don't have a lot more of those. Yeah, that we can point to exactly, and you know, of like uh, what was it? Um, when you know the early two thousands, when you know asteroid destruction was a big thing. Oh, what was it Final Impact? It was Final Impact, Armageddon, and um, Independence Day. Or is it, a, no, you said 2000s, no. Early, yeah, because uh, there, there was, you know, like two big asteroid movies. There was like two or three big asteroid movies. I know Armageddon was one. Um, oh, wait. Uh, um, no, but Morgan Freeman was the president in one of those, in, oh. not in Armageddon, in the other yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, And I, like I said, it was Final Impact or, or, or something like that. You got to maybe have to look it up, but you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there was, he was the president, and, you know, at the end of, you know, he's the president still at the end of the great apocalyptic, you know, the actual yeah, yeah. crashing down and trying to rebuild society. And then, you know, for the 2012, Danny Glover was the president. You know, when the world is ending and changing, yeah. and he, our man Chihuahua, I before Chihuahua wasn't in that, uh, his character lives to be one of the leadership of the new world that we find ourselves in. But that kind of thing of where it's like, oh, it's you know, not wow, it's look, we've got somebody right there, which is good, but it's like one movie out of the you know, 600 movies get exactly. made in Hollywood, yep. one or two of them show our you know. People like us. Yeah, people like us in, in you know, the movie being, uh, the, the, you know, the leader or the hero or the, you know. Exactly. So. Instead you know, of being in the background or yeah. playing like the side character. That's, well, side character, sidekick. You exactly. Know, the magical Negro. Yeah. Stop the magical Negro. <laughs> or if the magical Negro is in it, it's because he's the hero and he's the magical <laughs> You know, he's, you know, Black Panther, Dr. Strange. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, ha I have my views and my views. You're, you know, we, we, it's open for debate, and I'm always up to good information will allow me to change my mind, but, you know, 
hopefully I can tell you you my the stories we put out that if I've got uh, you know if I my name is as the writer or the director it's I've got a team around me mm-hmm. you and Claude and other folks we have which we have a diverse exactly work yeah the word the way it's meant uh, we're picking the best people exactly. to help us get these stories out yeah you know versus it's like oh this is a black picture this is a Hispanic picture it's like okay they will qualify because we're gonna need to go all the avenues we can to get yeah. our product out there but not that it's a you know wade in the water kind of picture it's not a you know street picture it's not there are plenty of people going to tell those stories those are good stories to tell 12 years a slave 12 years a slave was a good movie but you know and and brooklyn's finest and you know with don Cheadle and you know like uh godfather of harlem i like it i'm watching it i haven't started yet i i enjoy it and you know it's a, a, you know a version of the past you know a dramatized uh, version you know Forrest Whitaker plays past. Bumpy Johnson yeah okay you know and, you know I like the American Gangster with Denzel yep. and Frank Lucas exactly. I mean but it's Denzel come on now <laughs> <laughs> Denzel can read the newspaper and you're gonna sit there and go mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. man I just learned something he read the newspaper already. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know I feel good about watching somebody read the newspaper you know the same way they talk about you know if when you need the deity, when you need quote unquote God, you know, you get Morgan Freeman. And yeah, you know, he has that voice though growing up. I was a James Earl Jones man if I want that voice from on, you know, that comes out of, that fills up the room. Yeah. If I want narration, it was James Earl Jones just was, was you know, what I grew up with. And I saw that some, you know, the great, uh, great white hope him as Jim, uh, Jack, you know, his version of Jack Johnson, and, you know, him, I'm a, like I said, I'm a movie buff, I grew up with movies, I, there's a reason why I'm where I am, for many reasons, but one of them is my, my, my mother, and my grandmother, my family, we watched those, old, you know, movies, they introduced me to movies that were old when I was a kid, of like Black Hollywood, where Lena Horne and, and oh, wow. Dorothy Dandridge were, you know, in the 50, 30, 40, 50, 60s where, you know, literally their own, kind of, you know, things are circular. So where we're producing our thing, you know, you know, black, you know, white, Asian, everybody's trying to, you know, get their stuff in, you know, it's Bollywood, to, you have, you know, they're not gonna let you do it, we gotta do it ourselves. Exactly. So they were black cowboy movies, you know, where, you know, it's in black and white, but all, everyone in the cast is black, you know, and they're, you know, it's like, they're like, hey, we can do the same thing they're doing over there, but we, you know, they're doing it in Hollywood and we got to go out to Oregon to produce, you know. Yeah. You got to do it. Because they're not going to let us be, you know, except being, you know, slaves or, you know, in the background or saying, yes, no, some boss exactly. in their movie. While white people are blackface. Yeah. Well, you know, I, man, I got some stories about that. <laughs> but I was able to agitate, agitate, agitate. And, and you know, I, I will tell it if you, if you don't mind. Yeah, go for it. Wait, are you finished with the Ad Astra story? Oh, the Ad Astra story is like I said. I, I you know, you you can give me, you know, you can check it out. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna check it out. Pet, this your opinion of if I'm way off base, the Ad Astra is. I watched it. At the end of it, I was like, eh. and 
it was for several different reasons, not just for what happened to the uh, non-white characters gotcha. in it. I mean, yeah, you got you know, it, it happened to them because it was part of the story. Should it have happened to them? You know, that's how they told the story. <laughs> but the fact that it happened to them being kind of as visceral as it was, uh. you know, it was like really. But then it's like, okay, if they hadn't, you know, if it been all a movie, it's like, okay, then I would have had something else to complain of. Yeah, another movie where they don't see us in their future. Cool, cool. I'm like ignoring this now. So it 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 was a movie that did not go over well. Gotcha. Okay. Now here's here's is a you know we're not gonna you know this is our this is our platform but you know we do we don't wanna I'm not trying to turn it into a soapbox every every week, but to kill a mockingbird. I managed to get a a, a uh, director of the uh, English department with a PhD to stop using that in her class. Oh wow! <laughs> because I, I went to you know get my master's out in uh, the Midwest and it was a little school, but it was a nice school, and you know I was didn't know very many people. You know, but I was on the basketball team. <laughs> anyway, so that the, the my, my point is of that uh, that that and um, one class was the media uh, media um, theory class. Mm-hmm. The professor he was young and I enjoyed the class, but and he liked you know he wanted everyone to speak. It's college, You're supposed to get out there and, exactly. and speak around and learn how to to present yourself. And he put up. Run out of time already. Is the camera about to die? No, we're good. We can keep going. Okay, that was beeping at us. So. It, 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 he, he played. Um, yeah, that's okay. Okay, yeah. Well, was, you know, we don't, we don't. But what happened is that he went and um, played Birth of a Nation. Uh, and I'm not talking our man um, Nate Parker. I know yeah, you're talking, talking. I'm talking. Um, yeah. yeah, that Birth of a Nation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he played it. And I raised my hand after about ten. Not even I, if I got through the first five minutes, I'm shocked. But and I wasn't the only black person in the class at the time. That surprisingly. Um, but I asked, I was like, "Yeah, can I be excused?" I, like, oh, I, like, I know what this is about. And it's like, I mean, well, who and, in that class didn't know what that was about? Yeah, well, as in there like, were, you know, was, there yeah. were actual students in the class who were not aware of the birth of an Asian. Yeah, there were plenty who didn't. Wow. Know, but, okay. Uh, but I, but I, you know, like, you know, went to the side and it's like, yeah, okay, I know what this is about. Literally. Like, well, yeah, everybody's going to have to write one page, quick report on it. I was like, wow. Do I, do I have to? Literally one of the most racist yeah, pieces of like, propaganda like, in yeah, film history. And, and he he played it, but he, he, he did it preface it before he started. Oh, he did? Yeah. It wasn't oh, okay. it just slapped in there. Oh, but, uh, uh, at least he, I mean, it's so bad, but yeah. at least he gave you guys yeah. a heads up. It was a heads up. It was in, in the, in the um, syllabus and everything. And, you know, but I, you know, and we had a discussion. It was like, stepped outside. Gotcha. It was like, okay. And, you know, it was like, wow, you know, this is, you know, I've known about this. I've seen pieces of it and, you know, having to watch the whole thing. And yeah, we only been five minutes in and I knew it would affect me. Of you know, make me feel not happy gotcha. about what I was seeing, but I didn't think it would affect me this way. And I'm not trying to disrupt your class. I'm just going, yeah, damn. Um, and this is for how you know, 
we were learning things like um, what was called the uh, syringe. Is it syringe theory? Part, partly cognitive dissonance. Um, gotcha. You know, we touched on many things of how media affects people. Yeah. And there were, uh, yeah, the syringe theory where it's like um, the theory where in, in psychology and advanced media studies where uh, people who watch commercials only start to buy the brands that they see. Oh, oh so this was for a psych class, it, not it a was, film class. It, it, was, it was for a film class, but it was, okay. it was like, like I said, you know, show, we learned about the things of why people spoke so much in the 50s because of when TV, you know, the sponsors, you know, this brought to you by Marlboro and, you know. Gotcha. And, you know, so how people seen what they did, did it affect them? This is, you know, why can, can the things, WD Griffith, there we go. <laughs> but, you know, can we divorce who he was and what this movie was saying from the techniques that he pioneered, where this is one of the first movies that showed close-ups and the running cuts and edits and things like that, that, you know, the things he did first through this movie, you know, for its technical pioneering. Gotcha. Versus, yeah. you know, can you divorce it from what you're seeing? And I can't. That's, yeah. That's a I, bit tough. Yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a tough call, but it's like if you could present, present a valid and, and constant argument. And, you know, I was able to tell him right in the hall, and like, you know, <laughs> I, I get what you're trying to do here, and I appreciate it, and, and it's cool. You know, it's it's part of it, and I'm not trying to disrupt the class. You want, I can give you what my, page, my one page is going to be about. And from, you know, I did learn... People give you something you you know to learn. You can learn from yeah. people with a, a, you know young and they've got different ideas of what they're trying to get at. So you know it's like okay, I gave him my argument and he's like, well yeah, put it down in one page and you know get it at me and I emailed it. I was like, do you want me to print it out or email? Because I you know I did it, I did it the way he wanted it and didn't have to. He said I could believe you know I didn't have to go back in to watch all that. But then in the same semester. The English professor, we were reading uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, and in class, instead, when she was, you know, the, you know talking about it, like, okay, we're reading this chapter, we're reading this chapter, and I gave my, like, yeah, no, this is nonsense. And I've seen the movie, you know, with, with uh, Rock Hudson. Yeah, I think it was Rock, Rock Hudson. No, it wasn't Cary Grant. Um, I'll check. So I'm guessing you would not see the play. <laughs> the last time I was in, um, about two weeks ago, was about two, a week to two weeks ago, I was in the, you know, in the Broadway area, and um, I, I like Aaron Sorkin as a, as a yeah, writer. Too. Um, so it was Gregory Peck. Gregory Peck, that right? Yeah. from the same era, but yeah. yeah. So Gregory, you know, but I've seen that movie. Robert Duvall was yeah. also in that movie. Yeah, and. You know, yeah. and and the brother who was uh, up on trial, he you know, he, we've seen him. You know, we you know, he's been in stuff like later in the eighties, yeah. but he was the old man, you know, the old black man in that. But seeing him young, you know, yeah. of being the accused and everything, was like okay, you know, yeah, he was a, you know strong, powerful, you know, strong, strong actor. Um, and the fact that those are the names, you know, Robert Duvall and Gregory Peck are the names we remember. I mean, not, you know, unless you're a film buff, you don't remember, you know, people 
wouldn't call his name out first. Yeah. But then they echoed it in um, with Samuel L. Jackson and um, Matthew McConaughey. Uh, what was it? Um, you know, where Samuel L. Jackson goes, I'm glad that that, and I hope they burn in hell. Mississippi no, burning? No 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 no, 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 no. That was way off. That that it, it's from like ninety six. Yeah, I remember that phrase. Yeah, you, you know, and um, a time to kill. Yeah, yeah. Time to kill. Yeah, where to me it was a kind of a, a subversion of that same dynamic of they're trying to, you know, and Sam Jackson was a bit more proactive. Oh, Sandra Bullock is in that yeah, movie. Too. Yeah, Kevin exactly. Spacey? Yeah, oh, well, wow. that was a good movie. But, you know. Whoa, like, directed by Joel Schumacher. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Schumacher. Like, fucked you know, up Batman. Check who it's yeah, um, or something. Was it Lost Son? Promise Son? Which one? Um, I'm going to cut all that out. Uh, I know he did mostly poetry. Baldwin books. 
that, but that's not the one I'm thinking of. Native Son. Thank you. Uh. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I try to say I'm so enlightened, and all of a I can't remember a damn thing. Okay, that's you know I'm off my soapbox, boys and girls. Uh, but yeah, I was influ- I've been influenced by a lot. Uh, the industry is what it is, and I which is why we want to change it. Yeah, want to change it, or at least keep moving it. You know, get it closer or, to what it should be. Yeah, or influence a change. Yeah, if we don't actually change it directly, we influence a change. Change, you know, I've heard it put, and I uh, like recently uh, Jordan Peele was, you know, why, you know, if you want, you know, he was, he said, I may be paraphrasing or misquoting him, but I know it was in a article in the last six months where, you know, he was like, where he says why he would probably not have any, not, you know, white leads, white male leads in his pieces. And because they told him, you know, if you want to, you know, all the times he heard, if you want to see a certain movie, why don't you make it yourself? If you want to see your people in the lead, well, then fine, I'm going to do that. And why not? You know, not even why not, but yeah. I want to see something, and it's up to me to put it out there because then the gatekeepers of Hollywood or the industry or whomever who has the control exactly doesn't you know it's like well go make your own well okay keyword control which is why I want us to create our own yeah. studio yeah we create so, our own so we get, get get where we can own our own IP and put out our own contents we don't have to wait for anybody you know mm-hmm. you know it's just like somebody comes to us with an idea or we exactly going, hey we got an I know. I was reading the paper the other day, and I have an idea for a, sh- or a script. Let's hammer it out, and let's just see what we can do with it. You know, and it's like, yeah, well, you know, yeah. let's produce that, let's write that, let's shoot that, let's do this. And so what's been your experience? I know, you know, I, 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 I grabbed the, the mic, and, and <laughs> totally fine. it's on my phone. You hit Well, experience is pretty much similar. It's like one of the reasons why I wanted us to like create our own platform to own our own IP is because based on what I've been seeing, it's just like, let's be honest, it's mostly like a white industry. Mm-hmm. Oscar's so white, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Yeah. So I that's my approach is to, well, not create black content like what you were saying, none of that. You want it to be diverse, like actual diverse. Mm-hmm. So and so that's pretty much my approach. I want to create content that is diverse, that is authentic, very authentic. Yeah. Because New York City with Sex and the City, all white people, not real. Yeah. Friends, not real. So if I create like a sitcom, I want it to reflect the yes. New York. You know, if yeah. I create a sitcom based in New York, I want it to actually reflect New York. If I create a film that's based in New York, I want it to reflect New York, yeah. which is pretty diverse. And I'm not talking about black and white. I'm talking about Hispanic, Asian, and other races and ethnicities. Yeah, you know. Those are the stories I want to tell. I mean, our lead doesn't have to necessarily be black, but it could be like an Asian lady or, mm-hmm. you know, a Hispanic guy. Yeah, exactly. That, that's, that, that's where I'm at, too. Yeah. And that's why we're here. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, just telling a story and you're aware of what you see on screen. Exactly. But it's not what you know. It's not okay. He has a you know a, he has a South Bronx accent. The lead because that's where he's from. Yes. And uh, you know more likely than not, somebody from the South Bronx will be Hispanic. But are you going to judge his character on that unless that's what his character is solely about? You know, if that is something that the character we present shows and wears on his sleeve there's a reason for it yeah in the story not 
because we're trying to smack you in the head of, ooh, look, all these Hispanic characters we have around. No, it's, you know, you know, Fito has a, you know, cousin Pablo who is trying to get his PhD at Columbia. There you go. There you, you go. Know? Yeah. But you have, everybody has that member of the family who it just makes everybody feel like, man, why do you got to be like that? Why do you, you know, why do you got to bring the rest of us down? Why do you, you know, man, make us all look bad or as you know, it's setting the, that's why we can't rise as a people because it's always that one yeah. who, you know, well, not even just that one, but there, you know, those, the, the people in your family and your group that, you know, a character will know just being in New York that it's like, you know, I'm trying to do this and you're doing that. Fine. But now nah, here you come rolling around, blasting your music and everything. And I'm trying to study over here. I'm trying to do this. And it's not that one's better than the other, but they both have different goals in life within the story, within their characters, that, but they're fully realized characters. There are people you can see on the street, you know, you know, are, are, you know, one character. We have, you know, Pito and Pablo are both protagonists in whatever story, right? Yeah. But, you know, and like I said, Pablo's trying to get, you know, is going to Colombia and Pito's, you know, a dude from the block, but they're cousins, so they, you know, they love each other, they're, they interact all the time. But you can see once Pablo goes, okay, I'm done reading this chapter, puts the book away, and then he turns on the radio and he listens to the exact same music that Pito would be that rolled up in his car listening to because he's still from that neighborhood. He's Correct. still of, you know, that they have similar tastes. They grew up, you know, that it's not, oh, he's trying to be this and he's only about that. It's no, it's, you know, he's folk, you know, we got one character, you can say this character's focused on this. On getting his degree, this character is a hustler, and that can be said from you know, black, white, whatever. Exactly. Not you know, oh, only because they're Hispanic, one's a hustler and one's the good boy. No, it's you know, they're both doing what they're doing. They both got goals, and their goals either diverge or intersect, and that's where the conflict and drama of a good story that you see on screen gets played. That. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what, what kind of things have you experienced of, you know, you started, like I said, I was interested, you were a producer, so what, you know, and I know you've had other, you know, you've got a body of uh, work that you've been involved with, you know, I understand that, you know, your experience has been similar, but what have you seen from your perspective? In terms of, like, what? In terms of... In terms, in terms of content creators that you've dealt with or that the kind of content has been brought to you of hey I want to get it out there okay from has you know has it been of a similar voice or similar obstacles of you only see one thing coming at you so it causes you to want to go the other way yeah definitely I mean when I just started I was working with mostly like NYU films kids and let's be honest they were mostly white so they were telling like white stories about like you know hey this guy lives in an apartment and he has a girlfriend and they're going, it's like the most generic stories. <laughs> it's like, okay, so we're going to be doing this, but it was good for the experience. So yeah. I gained like a lot of experience working on those projects. And then, um, after all, I was like, I kind of want to work on things that have more meaning. Number one, mm-hmm. number two, I want to work on things where I actually own a part of the content. Mm-hmm. Very important ownership of content. And number three, I want to actually create a body of work that I could put together under a studio. And that's when I form my company. No. Yeah. Because, I mean, working as a contractor for 
whatever company, that's cool. But owning your own content and monetizing your own content, yeah. that's way more important to me than working for a studio or whatever. Yeah. Studio or production company or whatever. Yeah. Actually creating our own IP mm-hmm. and like producing it and owning it and distributing it ourselves or distributing it with a much fairer deal yeah. is way more important to me. So okay. that's where I stand from the business perspective. Mm-hmm. Content ownership is incredibly important to me. Like we own this podcast. Yeah. So if we want to one day monetize this podcast, we can. It's not like, hey, we work for iHeart and whatever podcast company yeah. or Spotify or whatnot. We actually own this content. And that is so important to me. Because who knows? Maybe we create um, a piece of IP and later it it has... It, we could, When you own your own IP, mm-hmm. you can actually monetize it in multiple ways. Yeah. For example, My Hero. We could make merch. Mm-hmm. We could one day maybe turn it into a TV show. Yeah. We could one day expand it into a feature film. Because we actually own that IP. Yeah, we don't have to go through channels. Of, exactly. Like, we want to expand on the story. Exactly. Or... But if Warner Brothers calls us up and say, "Hey guys, come shoot this film," we don't. They give. They cut us a check and just like, "Hey, yeah. shoot it, give it to us, we'll edit it, whatever, bye." Yeah. That's cool, but it, that there's no ownership there. Yeah, you know. There's I no. Mean, I'm not going to turn that down only because it'll you know you, you, it'll I know that the it'll present the opportunity to know people. Yeah. So that when it's time to like, yeah, and we've got, you know, our KP studios and we need a production, you know, and we already have the inlet for production. Okay. I mean, for distribution, not production. Gotcha, for gotcha. Distribution, distribution. Yeah, yeah. To be able to go, hey, we're going. It's a great partner. Yeah. Okay. But we still own our content if yeah. we're going to take it to them for distribution. Yeah. Perfect example with Tyler Perry. Mm-hmm. He owns most of his content. And yeah. guess what? He has a studio. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you go. That, definitely, you know. I, I completely <laughs> respect his hustle. Like, oh, that's I, freaking I do. amazing. You know, I mean, I like all of the things he's put out. Like, Well, I, mean, I don't like all the things he's well, put out, no, but I respect his yeah. business acumen. Yeah, oh, his and acumen that's very great. important to and, me. And, and, you know, I don't like, you know, just because I don't like the all of the content, I, I don't, doesn't mean that I don't, there are a few things that he's put on that I'm like, oh, that's cool, yeah. but that he can same, do it, same. and I want to, you know, give me something to strive for of, Absolutely. you know, yes. okay, you know, there's still other warehouses over in the Brooklyn Navy Yard, got Steiner Studios, and then you'll have RKP Studios, because dang it, we were going there. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So, and then, you know, Warner Brothers calling us up, you know, they use that as an example, Warner Brothers, Disney, to me, that's, okay, we've got access now. Yes. But to me, we've got access to people. Correct. So that we yeah, can, yeah, yeah. you know, it's like when we go, okay, we've got our own building over here. People are like, hey, I love working with you guys. Then they'll, you know, yeah, our I'm, people yeah. want to come. I'm work not saying we shouldn't work with them, but I'm oh, just saying yeah. to me, yeah, no, the no. most important thing is owning our content. Oh, yeah, no, I agree with Create you. and own yeah. our own content. Oh, yeah, that, man, I've got, I've got, uh, you know, bunch of stories where you know they may be similar to things that were already out but like i said it's because then all of a sudden now your action hero is an asian guy you know exactly doing the you know spy filler the why is this happening to me the everyman you know yeah because you know that's it and the fact that that's remember that's how they've always packaged it of this person is oh he's john everyman really everybody's supposed to think they can look like that exactly Yep, yeah, which is why I have a publishing unit. So yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. So I was like, okay, I want to see if this story works out first on the written page. Yeah, you know, or definitely. Put it on, you know, the Amazon Kindle bit. 
here we go. I, you know, here's the short story version of it. Let's put it out, see what happens, see if, you know, build a fan base there. And then we've got people who, we've got illustrators that, you know, I know, and, you know, and, and part of our group uh, that's like, okay, let's turn this into a graphic novel. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, and it's like, okay, now, and then, you know, a year we've turned a small idea into, uh, you know, end up with a graphic novel. And it's like, well, now we've got our own superhero. That, you know, we don't have exactly. to go to, exactly. you know, oh, superheroes event. No, but this is our guy. This exactly. Our people. This is our superhero world. Exactly. And you can, you know, now we're on Amazon like the boys, but it's, you know, they're going to say, RKP Comics presents. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And it's, you know, that they, you know, they, you know, Amazon, you know, the distributor of being Hulu, Amazon, Netflix, Disney, whoever. Yes. Says, well, can, you know, we're going to give you the money to make it into a thing, but can you maybe change a couple of characters? And we have the ability to go. No. no. Exactly. Because it's our, it's not, we're, you know, they gave us a Marvel character and turned this into a show. I would work on that project, yes, but it's my guy, you know, our super, you know, the character we're taking from RKP Comics and you want to distribute it and would give us money to produce, to make it a live action thing, don't ask me to, you know. To change your story. Yeah, to change. To exactly. Change the whole point this. of us creating our own IP is yeah. to control it. Yeah. So if you're telling us to change it, you're. You're, that defeats the purpose. Yeah, you're trying to tell, you're trying to control it. Like, well, can I buy that from you? No. No. You can't buy the character <laughs> from me. You can't license the character because then what? The character goes from a young Asian woman who grew up in Chinatown. To Angelina Jolie. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no. And yep. But you left the name the same? You know, her, her name is, you know, Katie, Katie Ling. And that's now Angelina Jolie. Jolie. He's supposed to be Kate, Kate Lane, yeah. who's described on page as a 25-year-old Asian woman who, you know, yeah. just graduated NYU and, the, you know, goo falls on her and now she can bench exactly. press 200 pounds but still looks like a fashion model. Isn't that what he did with Scarlett Johansson with Ghost in the Shell? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, yeah. like many people, said there was if they were going to go that way, fine. But there are ways you could have done it and still made it organic to the story versus what they did. Yep. And it's like where they like, okay, we're going to take a bunch of scenes from what, you know, check off boxes and take scenes yeah. of, we're going to, you know, take a scene that was in the anime and was in the manga and put it up on screen. And there's a story together in there somewhere from the 26 episode TV series and you know just take it in put it in a blender and all of it starring Scarlett Johansson and then she's supposed to be Japanese a Japanese mind and a white body yeah that's what I'm trying to avoid with our content yes yeah, you know, like here's the wall that... here's my head here's me slamming <laughs> it in there yeah that's yeah, yeah that's that, you know and I, I fully agree you know I don't want you know this you know my own version of you know Luke Cage and uh, Jessica Jones yeah. To all of a sudden be, you know, not that, you know, where, you know, they're one of my favorite couples, you know, they got married, they have a kid, you know, they have their conflicts in the superhero world. Here's why I'm okay with that. That's their content. Yeah. They, well, can, yeah, do they, any... they can do whatever, but send my version, you know, okay. something where this gotcha, is gotcha. like, yep, yep, yep. similar to that. Gotcha. Well, yeah, because I was influenced by it. Yeah. But these are the kinds of couples and the kinds of things that I want to see anyway. Yes. 
And to me, it feels like they touch on it and then they take it left or right. That's what they do. I'm not happy. And that's when I kind of turn it off. I stop watching. So here is was my answer to that. Of We're going to start there. We're going to finish there. We're going to keep going with this story of how this super-powered couple is, you know, their lives go this way. Why are they, you know, or that they're, you know, the conflict comes from elsewhere, not that, you know, not from within. You know, it's like, we're going to tell a good story. Yeah. And with the characters that I'm, that, that are, that we made, with the stories we've made, you know, I have a, a sci-fi idea. See, that's You good. know, and once, you know, get my hero out there, and I'm slowly putting it together. I'm doing, you know, tests of the visual effects, tests for the visual effects and of the story and where I see it as being influenced of being in New York. Yeah. But it comes from the premise where why is it what we were saying before? Why is it when you see aliens that you can have blue and orange people but then, you know, the heroes, well, you know, the hero that falls to Earth, why is he white? Or why why is that, come on, people. Why is that normal for you? Yeah, why is yeah. that the default? Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, you know, I mean, those of us who play video games, you know, you make a character, notice that the first, you know, you have to move the selector a bunch, and like number six through eight yeah. are the brown faces yeah. that you get to alter. But the first five are more white. White, like, yeah. Why is that? Yep. Why is that the default? Because you're saying that those people, you know, people who aren't that, who aren't white, don't play the game for a long time. Which is, which is hilarious because I literally created a character in NBA 2K, mm-hmm. and the first five characters were like white. It's like we're talking this about the bas- NBA. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. This is, like, this wait, is basketball. Yeah, this is, this is, but the first five characters yeah, are white. Right. Yeah, it's like really. No. You know, so no. that's what I'm saying. We grew up from saying, you know, some yeah. background of it's like, come on now. You don't have a you because the biggest star at the you know this is from the night you know when PlayStation One two you know when you can create a character they started doing that. It's your biggest stars are black in the NBA. Yeah. But you like you said, the first five characters are white. White. I'm playing Madden and you can create, you know, have a career mode. Exactly. And yet the first three to five characters that you create, you know, freckles, blonde hair. <laughs> it's like this is not hockey. Yeah. This is not NASCAR. Right. NFL <laughs> you have a little bit more leeway, but not much. Exactly. Still when your biggest stars in that particular sports arena are not white. Exactly. You know, or, you know, yeah, okay, your biggest stars are not white, or, okay, your biggest quarterback stars are mostly white. There's been pushed. It's been movement. Yes. But that took a while. And, you know, for a long time, it was like Warren Moon was the only brother, in, you know, behind, you know, taking the snaps. And then you had, um, you know, <laughs> I'm sorry, my people. I'm better talking than... in terms of quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. Odell Beckham. Well, quarterback is wide out. Oh yeah. Yeah. Damn. I mean, he might be throwing now <laughs> in Cleveland. No, uh, is he from Cleveland? Yeah, I know he was Brown. with the Giants. What? Well, yeah, when he was in the Giants, he was the he was a wide receiver. No, but um, uh, uh Donovan McNabb. God. <laughs> Wait, are you a football fan? I used to be. Oh, okay, I'm uh, a basketball kind of, fan. I'm a basketball fan. Baseball. I was a football fan until you know they didn't. You made Catmull. Um, 
And then I kind of got to weigh in also because my team sucks. <laughs> For some reason, New York is having a bad sports decade. If it wasn't for the Yankees, we'd have no sports at all. Damn. You know, I mean, the Rangers are the Rangers, but for what you know, the average brother. I like sports. You know, I, you know, I play. You know, I played a. I played a lot, and I'm, you know, focusing on being creative. I've gotten away from it, but yeah, you know, the Knicks not so good. Yeah, they haven't been good for a while. Exactly, but I grew up. I grew up during the nineties, Beast of the East, you know, uh, yeah, Pat that's true. and Starks, and you know, um, for those who know me, um, you see on uh, uh, this past summer, I, I kind of got a dream picture of me and Larry Johnson. Oh wow! He, you know, he was down at the Summer Streets and at the Knicks booth there, and I got to take a picture with Larry Goddamn Johnson. LJ, grandmama, <laughs> dad brother, and it was like, yo, I grew up, and I told him, man, I grew up watching you on game, yeah, yeah, this is, you know, that's amazing. Thirteen year old me is going, <laughs> you know, though it could have only been better if it was Pat Ewing, you know, who being, you know, that was my guy <laughs> for the longest of, you know, always being that, you know, the tallest guy in the class for a good portion of my life, and it was like. Mm-hmm. You know, that was, you know, a big, beautiful Jamaican motherfucker. You know, it's like, yeah, dunk on the pack. Yeah. Yeah. 94 was the best year ever. Went to the finals and Pat had everybody on their back and no one, no one would have thought John Starks would have had the absolute worst game of his life. He hits three more shots, we win the goddamn thing. But, you know, but I remember, so basketball, yeah, I could go on about that, but I've already, you know, <laughs> but but yeah, you know, like you know, you can't have those times, you know, more than decades yeah. where we took over a sport and then when you put it out for mass consumption, play it where oh they'll play it but they don't play it, you know. Gotcha. And that's what they did. You know, it's same with comics, same with you know, you know, they can entertain us, but they're not the ones consuming it. Really? You really think that? Yeah. You know, and, and that's, you know, until we raised our voice and made a stink about, hey, we want representation. Why are, you know, we don't get representation until we complain about not getting representation. And the thing is, uh, this is a bit tricky. I don't think we should be complaining. I think we should, again, create our own, like Jordan Peele. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But. I mean, Stanley and um, Steve Ditka. Yeah. They created their own worlds. Yeah, they so created. So you can't yeah. really get upset with someone for creating their own worlds. You can't so if get we ups- create RKP comics and it's mostly you know people like us. Yeah. Then people can't be like, oh look at. Why this. don't you have this? Why don't you have that? Like, I, I I agree. Like, yeah. Ninety percent of the way. With Stanley and Steve Ditko and, and Jack Kirby, in the sixties, yeah. fine. And they they themselves knew they had. You know, they wanted to see certain things. So that's when they, you know, they created Black Panther in the early 60s and Luke Cage got created in the late 60s. Nick Fury. And Nick Fury and um, Falcon, you know, Samuelson as Falcon. He was a sidekick for the longest time. 
from when he was created up until maybe the late seventies for a long time. He's still if, a sidekick. He's he's dead trying to you know, now that you know Oh that, yeah, they gave him the they gave yeah. him a shield and said, but, but I'm saying when he was in comic form. Gotcha. Um for a long time, yeah, he was a sidekick, but his name was on the book as well. It was Captain America and the Falcon for for good over a decade um, or two, Batman and Robin. Robin is sure. a sidekick. No, well, like I said, yeah, I admit it. He was he was a sidekick, yeah. but his name was on the book. Okay, you know his name was on the book as well. But you also had you know Luke Cage. You had you know Power Man and Iron Fist, where Iron Fist was the sidekick. So we had a little bit of give back, but that but you know they at least it wasn't you know, always the best representation, but for the time. They did what they did, and they did how they did, and yeah, you had white guys writing black characters. Exactly. It was what it was, but we've grown from that, and yeah, we become we can become insular by like we put out our own stuff. Correct. And, yeah. You know, I, mean, I go to comic cons and, and all the cons here, and you know, the black creators out there putting out their own books, and we'd be happy to join them. But it's still, you know, I know, you know, what's our to separate us from the field. Of is this not you know okay these are stories about black comic book characters yes but we want to you know it's stories about you know these are good stories and the characters will be who they are mm-hmm. and look how they look and will a certain group feel represented maybe if the story gets told that way okay will, you know you know will you know LGBTQ you know LGB alphabet <laughs> hey, hey, I'm an ally. I like take allies, but you know, I'm not going to sit here. I'm sorry, folks. I'm not going to sit here and try to go through all of it. LGBTQIA. I, I there's like a few more. Oh yeah. It feels like I, I, I know. I at one point recently I heard someone go through the litany, and it oh, was wow. like it felt like I'm sitting going. All right, let's move past this for our yeah. podcast gets well, canceled. Yeah, 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 get yeah, started. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No, my my, what I'm saying is, will characters, will people, you know, will a character come in, you know, of a certain belief, a, a look, a, 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 yeah. a dynamic, a, a demographic? There we go. If a certain demographic, yes. If the story, you know, the story leads to that. If a story is in there, if it's organic to the story, I'm not ignoring them. If mm-hmm. that isn't in the story, you know, like oh, I don't like these people, that's why I'm not putting them. In. No, it's it's the story gets told. And the same way we hire actors of can my question is can you do this when we're trying to put an actor in a role? Yeah. Taking my hero of I see it a certain way and I've told you what I want my leads to be and I have the one of the questions of when we're interviewing them is, you know, to the female lead of can will you be able to perform the stunt that we need to perform? Gotcha, yeah. And will you be able to act a certain way with your male lead? Yeah, that makes it look natural. That makes it look natural, not that like you have you, to tell, you know. You look, yeah, exactly. He's like, oh, she's, you know, she's off screen, and now she's a really great actress, and she can step away in a moment. I say action, and she makes it look natural? Cool. But if in her core, in who she is, that she's going to bring to the screen, she is uncomfortable with that, I think it's going to show. Absolutely. I, I, Completely agree with you, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Like she's acting, she's doing her best, she's doing her, working her hardest, but you can tell she's working. Yes. Versus, can you look at your male lead and find something attractive about him? Yes. 
and you know, you, you know and if we were left with that's the only actress we could find then that means I gotta work that much harder as a director to make it look at natural but I would hope that you know this being New York exactly we could find yeah we'll be able to find it and then I was like okay you acted great but then you know like okay you're on the list and then we're whittling it down to who we're gonna call back and it's like she did a she, I could tell she was working see that's how I could tell she was working but this one over here she's not maybe as when I say attractive as in like you know she's not this was a bombshell mm-hmm. you know she walked in the room we were like wow she's cute and this one is oh she's nice you know she won us with her personality I would go with personality because we can throw makeup on you know and yeah, yeah, she, yeah. She can, her beauty can come from within and the camera we can make the camera love her Absolutely. Versus this one who dropped dead gorgeous. She's drop dead gorgeous, but then when she's in the scene and you know, it's like, Oh, that was can we you know, that was fantastic. Can we do it again and you can you really make it look like you're actually kissing or, you know, hug that hug, you know, we could um that looked great, but I need you to do it again and loosen up. Gotcha. You know, yeah, because yeah, yeah. She's, cause she's not you know, there's something in her that it's like, oh, because I'm doing this for this job. Exactly. To pretend I like this guy versus Miss Personality goes, you know, yeah, hey, you know, she, and, you know, she don't but jump in his lap and, you know, like, oh, no, wow, she went big <laughs> on that. Exactly. That was fantastic. Um, let's, we're going to do it one more time because you, know, you don't have to jump in his lap this time. How about we want to do a take where you don't jump in his lap? But that was fantastic. We might use that. You know, we may, we'll probably use that. But give me this. <laughs> you know, because she was full of the energy, full of life. Yeah. And like I said, she made herself beautiful versus beautiful and she can't do what we need. Yeah. And, you know, then, you know, that's how we pick. It's like, you know, other demographics and they, you know, I need you to act against this person here. And this is, well, you know, you're a family. If you don't act, you know, if you can't pretend that, if you can't do the actor's job of being a family there, okay, that's what the auditions were for, and cut. And we're, <laughs> like, we'll try to call you back. You know, so, yeah, so, you know, we, we, but you can do that when you have your IP. You can't, you know, we, we're not forcing a square peg into a round hole because of someone else's story. Absolutely. Or it's an IP. We're literally we, telling our stories. Yeah, we can't, you know if I'm directing someone else, something that someone else wrote, the questions of with that writer, it's okay, what did you see? Well, you're a right, white writer, but you're writing, you have John Everyman, literally John Everyman, Jane Everywoman on here. And that's what you have. That's it's fine. You're good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, this is now I'm directing, you know, I'm, there's a reason, you know, I'm directing, you wrote it, you're here on set, but it's what we picked. And what we're putting out and what we're going to produce. Yeah. And so you may have seen John Everyman look like you when you looked in the mirror, but now John Everyman looks like me because that was the best actor. And because we want to tell a New York story. And this is what we're getting. And, you know, you signed the contract. That means it belongs to yeah. our production company, our collective. Correct is producing this so we can do what we want versus if you want to do yourself, you're welcome to do that. You brought it to us. Yep. And but this is what the kind of story we're doing, and this is what we can do when we do it. So that if somebody's not unhappy to like a project we worked on, <laughs> you're in the catbird seat. You had it where I, you know, we were able to do what we did with that because 
the IP is where it belongs. The exactly. IP is something that, okay, you're free to do else stuff, but this is going to be in our body of work. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> we've rambled on. Yeah, I know. We've <laughs> rambled on. I think we said we had a, we had a good long conversation. Wow. But we this did is 90 a, minutes. Of so us talking to each other. <laughs> that's actually pretty impressive. I, I was expecting 50 to 30, 15 to 30 minutes, and I, we went to... Almost two hours. Yeah. Wow. It, we were having. I'm a half time having fun. Yeah. But likewise. I you, I hope. I really hope you guys learned a lot from yeah. the the introductory episode. So, thank you everyone, and um, thanks for putting up with us. <laughs> uh, once we once this gets out to all you lovely people, yes. I can't wait for the comments. But that's what we have assistance for because, as they say, we never read your comments. <laughs> <laughs> But we do want your comments, and yeah. thank, you, thank you for listening with us, and we will be back next week. Definitely, next week, Friday, and definitely love the comments. The comments actually makes will make the show better. Yeah, and you know what you want to hear. Exactly. I understand you all may not want to always hear us ramble on about how we feel and what we do, but we can find But, something. I mean, I, I guess that's part of why you're tuning in, to yeah. hear our feet, our <laughs> point of view. Yeah. So shout out to all our fans, our friends, uh, listeners, keep, our listeners, viewers, yep. those who know us, those who don't, keep coming back and we'll keep trying to keep you entertained through, you know, media in general. Definitely. So we'll see you guys next week, Friday. All right. Peace. Peace. The Creative Zone with Rob and Logan, produced by Rob Entertainment and Hill Productions. Brought to you by RNN, the Rob Radio Network. Music by Pope Beats. This has been another Rob Radio Network broadcast.